As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You have an opportunity with the second unit, how well they've been playing with Ish pushing the pace. Ish Smith, the bump, the finish. He'll go to the free throw line for a three-point play. Hey, on this edition of the Wizards Talk podcast, uh, we're going to chop it up with Three original knuckleheads, and if you add me in the mix, it's another knucklehead. I thought um, you was in the mix. Yeah, I probably am in the mix. We'll do the introductions. It's your boy Chris Miller, Drew Gooden, and our special guests. One has already been on the podcast, so he's a part of the family. This segment is called Talking Ish. Ish Smith's in the building, and uh, our uh, very special guest. Might be one of the funniest dudes on the team. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Jordan McRae is in the building. A.K.A. J-Mac. J-Mac, A.K.A. Mama. He A.K.A. Buckets. buckets. Bucket. No, no, not even. Not, not even. Head. No, you know what? You know what? Not even buckets. Just bucket. Just bucket? Bucket. Okay. Hey, um, we were talking about something before you got here, Drew, and I actually want to start with this. If you could go back, would you play – for an HBCU school, if everything is still the same, like, you're like a high school, like from so you're a senior and you've decided, you know what, like an IMG to, Academy. No, you want to go to a historically black college. Oh, okay, I play. didn't. Okay, I, I, he lost me on that one because he lost me with them. See, in, see, he yeah. lost me on them initials. See, see. Hey, hey, I'm like, hey, hey. Drew ain't from the south. Hey, see, yeah, 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 I ain't from the south. I'm just gonna do the, I'm gonna do the I'm intro, like, and then I'm hey, just gonna hand this microphone off. Hey, but you see why I keep it cracking, though, right? <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> Go ahead, Ish. I mean, the question's for me. Yeah. Nah. You still with the I, yeah, cause I'm trying to get to the league, and I'm and I'm looking at just if I'm looking at. If you if you want to be a doctor or one of the best lawyers in the world, historically you're gonna to want to go to Yale, Harvard, or those guys, or those type of schools. Historically, for basketball, they're blue blood schools. So Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. When you have those opportunities, such I like I did, those are the type of schools that I want to affiliate myself with because I knew of my future. Uh, yeah, my, my future profession was going to be possibly professional basketball. So that's why I went to Kansas. Now, on the flip side, um, would that have been out of the equation? Going to like a Tuskegee or a Spillman or – Spillman's all-girls school, huh? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 like, I'm just saying, just like Howard, Howard, okay. Definitely would have looked at that. You know what I'm saying? I would have definitely looked at that. And, uh, but when I was coming up, man, this is 1999, it's the 1900s. So, uh, you know, to go to have opportunity to have the opportunity to play at one of those big time blue blood schools was a dream come true. It was almost like getting to the league. Yeah. I'm from the South. So, like, you know, you see North Carolina A&T was down the street from us. Now, see, I heard about those parties. See, yeah. You know what's crazy, though? Being yeah. at Wake, we got like when Salem State was right down the street. So we got everything we kind of needed. A&T was down the street. Uh, we spent some time at Winston-Salem State and a and I wish – I'm like you in a sense. Like, it, I just thought the opportunity at Wake Forest was perfect. But, you know, a little bit of me – my both of my sisters went to HBCU schools. So, I mean, a little bit of me still got that part of HBCU schools. Uh, so, I got best of both worlds. But, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it over again. I don't have no regrets. I don't got no regrets. And, and Wake Forest was good for me. Uh, so, I got I to gotta roll with Wake. I say, as for me, uh, just like Drew, man, you're trying to get to the league, you know. You go to – we all went to college with plans to go to the league. So, HBCU, you know, sometimes even smaller D1s, the kids who put up huge numbers mm-hmm. are looked at it like they're not they're not playing anybody. So, I don't see guys average 35 and not get to the league in college. You see guys at small HBCUs or lower Division ones put up crazy numbers, but you have that tag like you weren't playing against the – <laughs> the best. Right. AD only averaged 12 in in college. He went number one. You see how he turned out. <laughs> Let's say Steph go to Davidson, right? He's at Davidson. Let's say he don't have a big tournament. He doesn't have the, If he doesn't have that tournament, I do not think he gets drafted high. In that no. tournament, he was phenomenal. And it'll be Curry right back to the line for two. This for 40 points on the game. You don't see this, you know, back in the Maravich days. Yeah, okay, but it's a rarity now. 40 for Curry. I think that uh, was like the icing on the cake. I think he was still hooping like Trey Young. But not that high, though. But not but, at that – but, but at Davidson. Young, but remember, Trey Young went to Oklahoma, which was a little different. And, and the reason why I say he that is – He was one and done. Yeah, he was okay. one and done. Does CJ – does he get dropped out? If he don't have a big win against Duke. Against Duke. Remember, CJ McCollum gave Duke about 40 yeah. at Lehigh. And what you have here, folks, one of the all-time shockers. And, and so, to piggyback on what both of you said, like you almost have to, if you want to get to where you're trying to get to, you almost got to go, like you said, to these Blue Bloods or these big-time universities. So when these scouts do walk in there, they're like, yo, he's playing against other top-tier guys. And doing the same thing. And doing the same thing. Uh, Ish Smith, Jordan McRae, Drew Good, and Chris Miller here on the Wizards Talk podcast. The reason why I wanted to get you three together is – you guys had fathers that helped navigate you through where you are today. And I am of the belief that black fathers matter. Um, I think having, you know, your mom and dad help you, you know, moms want to nurture you. Dad's going to keep it, you know, 100. You and I talked, Jordan, in Boston about those road trips you're mm-hmm. from savannah georgia mm-hmm. you played for the atlanta celtics that mm-hmm. were out of atlanta mm-hmm. and you were talking cold about the real cold aau team uh yeah, by the way cool. uh you want to tell people just some of the alumni that have come through the atlanta celtics I mean, josh smith dwight uh randolph moore's uh, lance played with us for a little, a little bit 
Ryan Harrow. I mean, mm. Trey Golden. Did Rondo play? I think Rondo played sometimes. Rondo played on there. They had they had tournaments where they would get. Hey, yeah, Derek Favors. Yeah, you know, so they had a few come through there. We had a few uh, come through. But you were telling me how those road trips. You know, you'd be on the road for three, four hours going to a tournament. How did you and dad? You're in your dad's relationship. Just got so much better, just those conversations. See, it was just crazy because I didn't want to play for them because I was from Savannah. You know, we only have two high schools where I'm from, so I'm with my friends. And we had, like, some type of Pangos tournament, all sophomore, all freshman or whatever. And the Celtics asked me to play with them. So my parents kind of put it upon themselves, like, this is the best opportunity. This this is who, who you're playing with. So me and my dad for two years, Friday after school, once AU started, four hours to Atlanta. Every weekend, every weekend, literally, we in the car four hours every weekend. We, you know, like you said, talked about all kind of stuff. And my parents didn't know anything about basketball. People just start telling them, "Yo, Jordan has a chance to, you know, he go college for free." I'm trying to figure out what kind of conversation it was going to be like. Hey, you better kill. No, no. Four hours on. You better kill. What's my drop? No, but that's it. Was crazy. That's real. But it was crazy. But but I look at that now with my sons. You don't even need to do that. Because no. my parents didn't know anything about basketball. Yes. I'm the yes. first one to play. Yes. So they couldn't get in the car and say, you missed that, 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 that yeah, box yeah, out. Yeah, that's a four, yeah. You missed that. Ride. No, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. But the funny thing about it is that's what got you going, though. Yeah, that's so what got you going. It's different messages. It's different. For, for me, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, he didn't know to say that at the time. You know, they learned it throughout the years. But the first person that told my dad oh, he can get a scholarship, their response was, is he that good? <laughs> they, they didn't know. So, I mean, it was just our conversations were different. He's trying to learn. And he's asking me stuff and trying to figure out a, 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 about it. So, as I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to teach him. We're talking to each other. And, you know, for hours you talk about all kinds of stuff. So. What is one conversation you remember that had absolutely nothing to do with basketball that you remember that your dad was kind of schooling you on? If you got in trouble on Thursday, and then you had to take that. You had to take that. You had to take that four-hour drive there, and just asking you the same question: Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? It's like my answer's not gonna change. I don't know. I was I was talking in class again. I don't know. I would, what you want me to tell you? What you want me to tell you? Like, look, it's kind of like if you do it again, you're not coming out here. But it's kind of like. I have to. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get to college. Like, you're not gonna, you're gonna prevent me from going to college now, Dad. This is what you're gonna do. Like, yeah, like we about to get a bag. You're that mad now. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't go. I to can't college. pursue my education now. Uh, for me, my dad was uh, a little bit like Drews and a little bit like J Max. So my pops, like, the reason why I honestly think like I'm at this level is because I think my dad wanted to make it to the league. Like, I mean, dead serious. Like, like, and, and I say that because, like, my dad was like, he used to play church league. So, my mom, she used to. <laughs> it's like my father. It's only my daddy. <laughs> she used to kill him. Cause, so, he went to Barbara Scotia. Barbara Scotia was a school in, uh, in Concord, North Carolina, black school. And my mom used to be like, you know, Larry, you ain't even play varsity. You play JV. Oh, get under the skin. <laughs> get under the skin. My yeah. dad didn't care, though. And so my dad played church league. We used to go to all his games. My dad was a hooper, right? I thought he was the best player. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he used to tape all of Michael Jordan tapes. He used to sit us down. We had the Pistol Pete tapes. Like, we used to watch them all. And he coached me all the way up to high school, but not the head coach in high school. And then, uh, yeah, but but he, he wasn't the head coach. 
And then in junior high, he wasn't head coach. <laughs> but this is the thing, though, Jay. He knew how to – I give my dad this props. He knew how to, like, finagle it. He wasn't like, Ish, man, you got to be better and stuff like that. Nah, he just always wanted me to be tough. And he always put the onuses on me. He never wanted me to point fingers at anybody else. He used to sit me down, and a kid that was worse than me, he would play him like more if like I wasn't bringing it. And, and so for me, it helped me out now because now, like, if I make a bad pass to J-Mac, like, and J-Mac, I'll be like, dang, that's on me. And J-Mac make the shot, I'll be like, yo, I got to make a better pass. You ask Jay, i do that in a heartbeat. Like, yo, that's on me. He's forced, he forced me to be like, you take the onuses of everything you do on and off the court. And so that's what he taught me. And uh, so I much love, much respect, but every the thing I love about it, everybody's father is different, and it resonates to each person differently. You see what I'm saying? Everybody's message. If J-Mac had my dad, man, J-Mac would have quit. <laughs> Not for real. J-Mac would have been, I ain't playing this game no more. But so each father knew, you know, how to get each kid to, you know. Hey, I had a father like you, and I wanted to quit every day. Hey, <laughs> but you know what? It was fun. Like, my, my pops was like a street baller, and he was a known street baller. And he's about that hand game too. So it's like, yeah, he was like, he was like Kimbo Slice and Reggie Evans with a jump, <laughs> with, with a jumper. <laughs> so look, that's my pops, right? So uh, everything you said, everything you said, my pops was the bitter uh, Hooper that never got to the NBA. He'll watch all the games and be like, man, look at this dude on TV. I'll bust his. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, damn, I was, I was like, man. I was like, I, then I got to a certain age where I'm like, he's a bitter baller. Like, he, like, he's just mad he didn't make it to the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he would always give me the game. And when I used to go watch him, because he was all in the church leagues. He was in the 35 and over leagues. He was in, he, I was on the sideline shooting while he played it. And then I go out there and shoot. They like, whose son is that? Oh, that's little, that's Drew's son. He gonna be all right. You know, I did the same thing with you. It's the same thing. Halftime, you go out there and shoot. And then I got to a point where I could actually play with him. So when I was in the sixth grade, I actually started playing with grown men. And, um, and I think that's when I really found a love for hoop because not only was I'm now I'm hooping with my pops against these grown men, I'm actually holding my own. You know what I'm saying? And then, then I start challenging him and start beating him. It took me until about like eighth grade to kind of beat him one-on-one. And then once I started getting that little bit of uh, confidence, then it was a, it was high school. And my pops, he was never my head coach, but he was always around. <laughs> he, was, he was like the vagabond assistant coach. Like He might be at practice or he might not be there, but you'll definitely hear him in the games, either in the stands or on the sideline, on the bench. Like He going to make his way, but he ain't on payroll. Yeah. He's just doing it. And just like Ish, uh, when it came to my friends, he always said, nah, he better than you. Uh, uh, look how he worked or whatever. Nah, nah, you know what? You ain't hooping. You too soft. Sit down. He's always say how soft I was. And he was right. I was soft. But he was he was hard on me to the point that it was it made me want it, want it more, approve uh, him wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's more to prove him wrong. And, I mean, that's how I made it. This podcast is supported by CVS Health. At CVS Health, where pharmacies are just part of what they do. From home care managers to administrating intravenous treatments in patients' living rooms, they bring care to those who need help the most. From refusing to sell tobacco to making their own skincare products parabin-free, CBS Health knows what you don't sell is as important as what you do. And when you put people at the heart of health, people take health to heart. CBS Health, where health is everything. Not all services available in all states. All right, I want to ask all three of you this. 
when did you know that you could be at this level? I want you to tell me the specific day, the moment, when it happened when you said, oh, I'm making it to the NBA. I say mine was actually my junior year of college. Because it was a little later for me, because my freshman year I didn't play that much. Sophomore year was a little, was a little rough my sophomore year. And um, we were playing Memphis on, like, CBS. We were getting blown out. You know, that's when they had Joe Jackson, Will Barton, Tyreek Black, Antonio Barton. Hey, Adonis Thomas was on that team. Forget how nice Joe Jackson was. Joe Jackson was nice. So we're getting blown out. So I'm just like, you know, I might as well try something. You know, let me try some stuff I've been working on. I had like 25 in the second half. And then I wasn't even starting at that point in the season. So after I had 25 of that second half, I was like, I felt like this is it. All these dudes nice. You know, I'm like, I can, I can do this all the time. Right. So from then on, from I, we started SEC play after that. I, that's when I first start. I, I started. I, I never looked back after that. Mine is crazy. It's when, so Chris used to always come back and hoop with us, right? And so Chris was like, you know. Chris who? Chris Paul. Okay. So when CP3 used to come back, you know, that was like, oh, CP up there. Like, he had all, you know, all those things. It was my, going into my, it was my junior year, I broke my foot. And Jeff Teague and James Johnson, all of us was there. Alfred Rukamino, all of us was there. That's a squad. Yeah. So listen to this. We playing, and I'm hurt. And I'm, like, coming off the bench playing, like, three minutes because I just broke my fifth metatarsal. And this boy, Jeff Teague, start cooking. And so for me, like, I realized, like, then – like, that's the level – and everybody was like, yo, he's going to be one of the top point guards taken at that time. Matter of fact, he was going to be the number one point guard taken because we had started off the season 16-0. He was going to be the number one point guard taken. And so that's when it resonated to me, like, okay, that's the level you got to get to. Him, James, Alfred, they're NBA players. If you could play at that level and you competing against those guys, oh, you're going to be straight. And so when they left, my senior year, I came back and I was on a mission. Like, yo, I'm getting there. Because I've already seen the blueprint that they have laid down. You see what I'm saying? Like, and it took me to get hurt, sit back, and see, oh, these dudes is like, they, that's the league right there. Because you, you see Chris Paul, you're like, oh, he up there. Like, he, you know, he an all-star, all that stuff. That's like, uh, I ain't played with him, that's far-fetched. But when you playing and your peers are the ones that they saying, oh, he going, then that helps you like, oh, we, I'm not far. Like, I just got to, you know, keep pushing, keep working. And I, I tell Jeff this. And I tell James this, I appreciate him because for them playing at that level and taking it to that level, it helped me realize, like, oh, all right, it's another level to push to and work to. I mean, similar, similar to Isha's story, uh, Jonathan Bender uh, had an opportunity to go against not only him but other guys like an ABCD camp, which was the big-time Adidas camp there, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, Twan Walker, all those guys. Tim Thomas kind of made a name for theirself. I uh, got an opportunity to play against Jonathan Bender, and I, I torched him. I fried him. I literally destroyed him. And uh, it was something that stood out to me because he was the number four draft pick that same year, the following year, excuse me, the following year after his, our senior year, he's the fourth pick. And then I was like, I'm on to something, you know, because I was like, if he's the fourth pick, I had that opportunity to play against him. I know where I'm at internally maybe nobody else saw this or even took notice of it but for my self-confidence I was like I think I'm one of those guys so that gave me that first inner confidence and then my freshman year at Kansas a lot of people don't know I started uh, my freshman year on the bench 
But I kind of forced Roy Williams to have to start me because I had to go through a lot of uh, other guys that were ahead of me, Lester Earl, Nick Collison, Eric Chenoweth. These guys were Luke Axtell. I don't know if you guys remember him, but these guys were on the draft board as lottery picks, all four of them. And uh, I was coming as a freshman. And the first tournament we had, I got MVP at Alaskan shootout off the bench. Then we had the coaches versus cancer, and I got MVP of that tournament as a freshman off the bench. So it was like, something's not right. Like, why is he coming off the bench? <laughs> but he's the MVP of all the tournaments, you know what I'm saying? And then that's when it clicked to me. I was all like, not only am I an NBA player, I think Roy Williams is holding me back. <laughs> he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want, you know. And then when I knew that, I was all like, I think I'm one of those guys. You know what's interesting when you said about being held back? I see a lot of these NBA players that I've talked to in my 20-plus years in this business, and the ones that played in college, if I saw them play in high school, they looked more like what they looked like in high school when they get to the league than they did in college. Why is that? Because that's their job. You got to think about it. Wait, so hang on. So you're telling me, because, you know, I, I want to hammer this down. Are you telling me that college coaches suppress talent? I don't know if I'll go as far as that, but I will at the same time. Because you got to think. And when you get to these tournaments, the coaches is getting $50,000 bonuses for 316 or 70. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I know that they're getting paid. This is money they're losing. You lose your three best players to the draft, you're losing money. You're losing your leverage. You got to think about it. Colleges, you may have on a college team of 12 people, you may have six players that can actually really yeah. play. Yeah. I mean, if you keep it a bean. It's going to be one dude, you ain't got to go. Think about it. In college, and you're starting five. If you're not a Kentucky, a Duke, or Kansas, one of those schools, you're starting five. It's one player that's out there for energy and, and hustle yes. that people aren't, aren't guarding. So you got to think about it. You lose three guys out of that, you're back to square one. You have two, two, two or three losing seasons, you're n- now you're fired. You're done. Now you're done. So if I can finagle and finesse you to stay another extra yeah. year. Help me help you help us. Yeah, help me help you help us. So I'm going to say this. I'm going I'm to take, take a different approach. So first and foremost, we all know that the college game is coaches. NBA game is, NBA, is, is, is a player's league. But when you get to college, the rules are different too. So when you got a kid that's flying – He's just more athletic. And then when you get to college, first of all, you're packing the paint, and now you're playing against a three- or four-year dude that's been there if he ain't been good enough to go, you know, right away. So that's another thing that could be like – because the league is it's wide open. It's, it's perfect for guys floor who – Yeah, the floor space and all that stuff. That's one thing. The rule change is totally different. And then on top of that, yeah, if I'm a coach and some – like, perfect example. Look at the program Michigan. Coach Beeline he would go get kids that he can build and grow – and like groom, now with Juwan, that Juwan like I'm trying to get five stars. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? And it's it's a certain amount. Like Cal, Cal don't want you to be there more than one or two years. So it is a specific coach, and I think Coach K had to change. Coach K used to be like, man, I want you in three years. Yeah. Now he got a different mindset. So it it is the coaches, it is the coaches that have been like, yo, I'm here, and those coaches know they ain't going nowhere. Another, you yeah, know, coaches like Cal, there's nothing he can do yeah, wrong, and right? nothing he can do wrong now. He's Bill saying Self. until he quits. I love Bill Self. <laughs> but Bill Self is going to get some guys that he can – Kansas, that he can kind of build De, – uh, Devontae Graham. Okay, Devontae Graham's a perfect example. He should have been on that five. He should have been left. But, 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 but hold on. Demont- you see what he's doing yeah, now. Yeah. yeah 
he's now got this opportunity. But he now. did get Player of the Year, didn't he? Did he get uh, Player of the Year at the Big Twelve? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he no Devontae Devontae Graham. He balled out, but yeah. it took him longer exactly. than yeah. it should have. Yeah. And then Frank Mason, Frank Mason can still hoop. I still think he hasn't had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a lot of guys out there, but it's interesting if you look at the guys, even with Roy Williams guys though, just he, the careers, <laughs> just the careers going forward. I mean, besides Paul Pierce, Scott Pollard, myself. Kurt Heinrich and Nick Collison. Mm. I mean, we could talk about the North Carolina guys, Raymond Felton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was actually uh, uh, Doherty's recruit, Matt, yeah, Matt Doherty's recruit. So Danny it's like, Green. but Danny Green had to come up a, the hard yeah, route he too. He, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he yeah. came up my way, the hard yeah, way. It took Danny a minute. Shoot, it took Danny a minute. Um, so yeah, I mean, but it's it's certain, like you said, and I piggyback on J Mac and. And what Drew's saying, like, as a coach, it's a coach's league. You trying to get guys. I, listen, I ain't going to say no names. I ain't going to say no universities. I've had some guys that want to leave early. They get on that. Some coaches that got on that phone. But, I mean, he ain't ready. Whatever the case is, to make sure that he there for, like, one more year. Yeah. And, and look, I get it because as a coach, you trying to, you know, you trying to keep the program coming. The program wants you to stay. Uh, you know what I mean? You bringing in all that revenue, the coaches and you know all those different things. Now you bringing in other recruits because they want to make sure when you leave, we got another guy coming in. So you want to keep that going. And if Drew's supposed to be here for three, maybe four years, and we ain't got another recruit coming in, and he done took off in two years, oh, we messed up. So it's like, oh shucks, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to go. Nah, he ain't ready, man. He just got one more year. If we can improve his shooting, and no, he's not hey, the no, ticker. No, the conversation goes like this. I know you've been hearing that you might be a top draft pick. But I spoke to Mitch Kupchak. You know, he's one of my friends. And I talked to a couple of agents out there and – projecting you to go maybe late first and maybe even second round and I just think it'd be in your best interest to come back to school one more time and by the way this is your team next year <laughs> and then they hand you a ball uh, so, so there's a guy I play with not gonna say his name out of high school we were talking earlier they were comparing him to Kobe out of out of high school he, he went to he went to Tennessee we're not gonna say his name he stayed after his freshman year no idea why. You're you're being compared to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You can average seven points. You're top five pick. It doesn't matter. Stays sophomore year, just dissected him. Just keep just ripping his game apart. Stays his junior year, keeps ripping his game apart. After that, he never even gets he, he never goes to the league. Okay, so this is what I want to ask then transitioning into that. You guys know the secret sauce behind it. Let's just not even say it's your son. Let's say it's just a young kid that's from Charlotte, a young kid that's from Savannah on the come up, a young kid playing with them soldiers in the Bay Area, and they're a five-star. How would you counsel him or her on the secret sauce game that is recruiting? Are you talking about as far as like going to the league? As far as picking the right school. Okay, okay let's, say, let's say the one-and-done rule is still in effect. you got to mm-hmm. go to school. Yeah. How do you counsel them? Well, I mean, for me, if you're, if you're one-and-done – some players did it. Trey Young went to Oklahoma. You know, some players go. Anthony Edwards right now is at, at, at Georgia. 
You got a chance to go to a Kansas, mm-hmm. a Kentucky, a Duke. You got the, it's, it's laid for you. Mm. And if you're going to be one and done, there's like this this money we make. The it's no, it's nothing like it. You have a chance, an opportunity to do this is family changing things that just that can happen. You got to go. There's no college is going to be there. They said the NBA is going to be there. But, but college ain't going nowhere. College is going to be there. And that's why I hate when people say, oh, the NBA ain't going nowhere. It will. Sometimes it will. Sometimes you get older. You get, older, you get when I came out with my senior year, they were questioning how old I was. I'm like, I'm 22. Like, I'm not 27. But you you, you got to go. Yeah. I, I would say go to a school. First and foremost, go to a school that fits you, fits your style of play. If you're going to be one and done, your style of play. And the second thing is I would say go to a blue book because – they gonna appreciate you. They going They are going to appreciate you. Cause some of these other schools, you leave after two, three years. I'll tell you another. Coach st- might not be there. Coach might not be there. Then on top of that, I say this: if you leave one and done, I've seen people leave one and done and not get appreciated by those universities because they feel like they let them down like, or just different things. Like you should have stayed here. You should have stayed here three years, and so they don't get the appreciation. I know some schools. If you don't stay four years, no matter what you've done in that a year or two, or what you've done in the league, won't retire your jersey. It's just a lot of different little things that some of these schools that they that they want to pick their education. Like if you go to Kentucky, can't they gonna celebrate you? And then I tell you, I'm not gonna say the university. One university kid wanted to go back. A couple kids wanted to go back after they went to the league. They said nah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, when you go to a blue blood because they're going to – first and foremost, they get love off of you actually going to the league. Yeah. And, and so you really want an, a sense of appreciation because you know you're only going to be there nine months. Get in there. Do what you got to do. Make sure you have, like, a cow that's going to hold you accountable while you're on campus. And then a, a Coach K that's going to hold you accountable while you're on campus. And then go get up out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I had to tell a kid, first I got to see your situation now. The analytics, there's enough data out there to let you know if this kid is really a one and done guy. Well, I'm just saying if he's really a potential. (laughs) Like like right now, you you know, like you have an idea who's the top five picks as freshmen right now. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in that group, that's a different type of conversation to have with a kid like the group that I was in where I got to go work for everything I – uh, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing promised. I, I'm not a promised starter, NBA player, or nothing. So I think there's two different type of conversations with a kid come out of high school. Are you in that top five tier group? Or are you a guy that got to work to get drafted and go to college and then get drafted? But my thing is, when I went to college, I always would hope a kid would have the same mindset that Drew Gooden had because my mindset going to college wasn't to get to the NBA. You know what I mean? I, I, it was more like I might be able to get there, but just in case I don't, let me focus on these things right here that will help me to get there. Or if I don't get there, I'm still in a good situation. So that education aspect is great. Yeah. I mean, like if you're going to say if you're promised to go, hey, you could go to Cal State Fullerton on a full ride, but Cal says they want you to walk on, it's, it's a decision you're going to have to make right there because – Cal State Fullerton degree, when you come out versus a Cal degree, two different degrees. You know, so it's a fine line of what type of type of kid you're talking to. Is he a one and done possible a possibility, or he might be overseas, or he might be a second round pick? But your first uh, choice should be your education part. As you know, because of with my son, I've asked you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. I don't think he's going to be an NBA player, but anything can happen, right? Yeah. But what I have done is I've leaned on 
a lot of people to say, you know, what, what do you think? And, you know, he's in a really good situation. He's at DeMatha. I mean, that's a, that's a, a blue, a blue blood, blood high school, high school. <laughs> basketball program, right? And he's yeah. around guys like Quinn Cook who counsels him. You know, there's guys in the league that played there that kind of are helping him navigate the waters. But, you know, as a father, it goes back to the conversation we had before is leaning on people who have been there, like the experienced ones, like, you know, what you thinking, you know, in the whole recruiting process and stuff like that. McRae will pull up for three and knocks it down again. Jordan McRae right now is unconscious. Please subscribe to the Wizards Talk podcast on your Apple podcast or your favorite podcast app. And please leave a rating and a review. Thank you. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.